Hello friends, welcome to Running and Fitness with Raj. This show will bring you exciting and interesting guests and give you specific and actionable advice on your running, fitness and general health. Our guest today is uh, Surab Khushrasani, uh, who is one of the most respected and well-known health and uh, fitness professionals from India. Surab left an outstanding career in law a few years back and embarked on his current passion, which is health and fitness. He has worked uh, with hundreds of clients with great success, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him on the show. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Surab. Thank you, Raj. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you. So let's start with a, with you sharing a bit of your background and uh, how you moved from a you know pretty promising career in law to health and fitness. So over to you, Surab. Uh I mean, I I think everyone knows this and I'll say it again. I, I've been a lawyer, actually, I think ever since I was 10 years old, uh, I knew I was going to be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, if anyone ever asked me what I was going to do with my life, uh, I always said I was going to do the law, uh, primarily because of my mom. Uh, my mom was a lawyer and she still is. She's still a practicing lawyer. She goes to court. Uh, she was on the matrimonial side, which is definitely not my interest. Uh, I wasn't getting into uh, people fighting and trying to solve their marital issues. Uh, so my mom's been my inspiration. Uh, my father as well, but my father was a CA and I was horrible with numbers. Uh, so a law was the only thing I kind of thought of. I think growing up as a child, you you had aspirations of doing certain things. And, and I wanted to be a cricketer. For me, cricket was I wanted to represent the country. Uh, I think everyone grew up on Sachin Tendulkar and everyone wanted to be Sachin Tendulkar. Uh, so uh, being a Bombay boy, that's what I wanted to do. And I kind of pursued it seriously for a really long period of time till I got to an age of 17 or 18. And my mom was like, you know, what are you doing with your life? Uh, you know, cricket at that point, there was no IPL. There was nothing. You either made it to the Indian team or you didn't. Uh, so I said, OK, then let's, let's take the law on. Uh, it was something that I kind of thought of uh, my entire life. So this, this is where I'm going to go down and I'm going to start studying. I enjoyed law while I was a lawyer. I think. Uh, I worked with some of the smartest people uh, around. Uh, I had the opportunity to work at a really good firm called Linklaters in Singapore, which uh, was the best four years of my life. I learned from some of the smartest people. And then I came, came back to India. Uh, this passion for sport and fitness never actually died. Right? It was always there at the back of my mind. I remember telling my wife, uh, you know, I, ever since we got married, and this was about 2010, and I kept telling her, I said, you know what, at some point, I want to do something in fitness. I want to do something in fitness. And I kept saying it for like five years, six years, till she kind of got to it. And she's like, you know what, just do something. If, if you're so keen on it, and you've been talking about it so long, and you're so unhappy doing what you're doing right now, uh, go for it. Give it a shot. And uh, the surprising part was when I was single with no responsibilities, I, I kind of chickened out. Uh, but when I had a wife and a child, I decided that I'll take that plunge. Um, so strange things happen in life. You don't you you kind of uh, get confidence and strength from strange scenarios. And and for me, it was just my family backing me to the hills, saying that listen, we don't want you to reach a stage in your life where you said or where you say that you know this is something I love, but I didn't give it a shot. Uh, so no what ifs in life. Uh, it, that was it. That that that's when I kind of decided that, you know, I've done the law. It's not giving me the pleasure I wanted. Uh, when I was announced partner in my firm, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't. I wasn't happy about it. And I think that was my sign to just 
shift. And uh, after that, I've not looked back. Uh, I've only kind of worked hard every single day. That's what the law teaches you. Uh, long hours, working hard, doesn't change ever. So I've enjoyed that and it's been a lot of fun. So that's that's been the foray from law into fitness. So it's uh, it's so heartening to hear uh, you talk about it, and uh, you know very few people do actually what uh, uh, you did. I mean, it takes an incredible amount of. Uh, inc- uh, I mean, I w- I wanted to say guts, but more than guts, uh, incredible, uh, incredible amount of uh, conviction. More than guts, I would think, and uh, you know, clearly, hundreds of hundreds of people who have worked with you and continue to work with you are benefiting. So thank you for that, uh, Sora. So let me start with the first question, uh, which I had, which is, uh, what are the main areas of fitness that you stress? And, uh, you know, let's take it through uh, an example. If somebody approaches you, uh, and, uh, you know, how do you evaluate that person, she or he? And uh, so what are the areas you start, uh, you know, emphasizing? Uh, the first thing I always talk to people about and will never change is, you know, fitness is a lifestyle. You've got to make it a lifestyle. It's it's not a quick fix. It's not a two-month thing. It's not, I want to be ready for the next wedding or I want to be ready for the next summer break. Sorry, it's not that. It is, I want to change the way I live my life and I want to change it for the better. There is no, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there should be no fixation with a weighing scale. Right, that number doesn't matter at all. I think people judging their entire self-esteem and their self-worth and their fitness based on a number—it's a very sad situation. Uh, because I mean, look at what you're doing to yourself. You're telling yourself you're no good if that number doesn't budge, and that's just that's selling yourself short. So for me, fitness is holistic. Fitness is physical. It's mental. It's what you kind of put into your body. It's the story that you tell yourself. Uh, so there is there are very various angles to fitness, and for me, it's important that you kind of approach it from every single angle. Uh, yes, it's important to look good, and I know in today's world, aesthetics is huge for a lot of people. Uh, but aesthetics come, and and you get fit, and things happen when you are consistent. Nothing in life has ever come through short-term fixes, right? It might happen for like a week, two weeks, a month, and then it will change. It will go back to what it used to be or worse. If you're consistently working over a period of time, you will see the changes you want to see and you will constantly improve. Fitness is a, it's, it's daily effort into getting better, right? It's every single day you're working to be better than you were the previous day. And for me, that's important. So when I when I look at people, I don't think there is a one size fits all option as far as fitness is concerned. For example, sure. you like you like running, right? You're a runner. Yes. Now, am I going to take you to a gym and make you lift heavy weights and and make you only strength train? No, I won't. I I know what you like. So for me, when I speak to people, it's important that I understand what they're like. Uh, so the psyche and 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 the mental aspect is very important. I want to know what they are, who they are, what what their preferences are, because we spend our life and we spend as coaches sometimes we we make a mistake and we always point out people's mistakes, right? The errors. This is not where you're good. This is not where you're good. What I want to do is point out where they're good and make them feel like you know they're doing something right it's not always about doing the fancy stuff right you are good you have certain qualities let's work on those qualities let's improve your strength but at the same time let's look at those weaknesses let's not ignore them 
Let's keep working and improving those weaknesses because you're only as good as you are as far as your weaknesses are concerned. If your weaknesses just keep getting into this massive laundry list, then you're not going to get better. Right? You only get better when you work on your weaknesses. So for me, I I kind of understand their psyche. I understand what they like. Uh, I want to know what they want to achieve. Uh, I try to change their mindset as far as fitness, food, training, uh, health is concerned. I never ask them their weight. I ne- I don't even care what their weight is. I've never I've never bothered uh, because that was what we did in gyms, right? In old school gyms used to go there. First thing they used to make you stand on a weighing scale. Next thing they used to do is Correct. take your measurements. I'm like, yeah. what am I doing with that? I, I, I'm, I'm, just because the number on the scale reduces or just because my size drops, am I getting fitter? No, I'm not, right? So for me, that is important. So it's all it, it's all individualistic. I want to work on each individual and I want to kind of improve each individual. So for me, that's very important. Okay. Now that's, uh, you know, it's very interesting that you, uh, you know, focused on the individual's interest as well as the fact that, Unless, unless you commit to, uh, you know, commit to fitness as a lifestyle choice, you are unlikely to see long-term benefits. So that's uh, so that kind of leads leads me to the uh, next question, which is, uh, you know, based on your work with, uh, you know, so many people with diverse backgrounds, diverse interests. Uh, can you can you just uh, summarize a few of the typical gaps that you see when it comes to uh, fitness or health and fitness. Uh, I mean, one of them possibly is was in the uh, you know answer to the first question, which is people don't embrace it as a as a lifestyle choice, and you you know upfront emphasize that. But right. other than that, uh, what are some of the typical gaps you see, and what causes this? I think, like any profession in the world, right? Uh, you need professionals. You need people who know what they're doing. They're educated. They've studied. Uh, they have the experience. Unfortunately, today, everyone's a coach. Everyone's an Instagram fitness coach. You go to Instagram and you just search profiles and you see 20 people posting videos of what exercises people should be doing. Are they educated enough to be guiding someone else? Have they gone through that experience themselves? There's there's a big difference. It's like me saying, I never studied the law. My mom's a lawyer. So let me give people legal advice. It doesn't work that way. Any (laughs) other profession in the world, you can't do it, right? You just can't. Today, unfortunately, everyone, because today I have dropped from 100 kilos to 70 kilos. Now I suddenly have the right to go onto Instagram and tell everyone I'm a fitness coach or a fitness professional, right? And I will tell people exactly what they need to do. That's the biggest problem. I've seen people train. Sometimes I look at them like, why are you doing this? Uh, No, because it's put up on Instagram. Is this the way it's supposed to be done? I don't know. I'm just following a YouTube video. There has to be a logic to everything we do. There has to be a science behind it. There's got to be a sufficient thought process going into it. You don't just come out there and start doing stuff. So the biggest gap, according to me, is good educated professionals like any other sphere. Right? Lawyers, okay. the top of the top, you go to the top law firms, you get good professionals who studied in good colleges and have the experience. So the first thing is the, the way you educate people is important. One, get the right professionals. Second, they've got to give the right education. Uh, for me, I want to educate people about what uh, what fitness really is and, and what it's been as a philosophy to me. 
for me it's not about weight it's not about bulging muscles it's not about anything it's about the ability to do something better than you did the day before and the ability to do something that you want to do on a daily basis if you can do that you're a fit professional so it's it's about that it's, so for me these two are massive gaps uh, because people are fed the wrong things i mean i've dealt with a lot of people on our challenges and some of the stuff they've asked me you know i've heard hot water in the morning will make me lose weight i've heard if i don't have cold water and i have only hot water during the entire day i will lose weight i'm like red i said just have water right i don't care hot cold just have water right it's important so the education in this space is very important uh then the the developing the right mindset people today unfortunately we live in an instant world right everything is instant you want to watch your favorite <laughs> show you can watch all the all the episodes in one night because netflix gives that to you uh no one's willing to wait no one's willing to kind of see a process through everyone wants the end result tomorrow no one's saying okay this is going to take me 6 months a year when i started out i remember the first day i went to a gym i was maybe 13 or 14 years old i remember the coach there telling me i'll never forget him he was one of my favorite coaches ever uh this big bodybuilder guy and he told me like for 6 to 8 months don't bother about seeing muscles nothing will come and and that set the right expectations right i mean whether i liked it or not right. whether i accepted it or not at least in my head i wasn't like oh it's been a week i don't have a single muscle so it's about setting the right expectations as well so for me these are massive gaps as far as the fitness space in this country is concerned everywhere else fitness is a necessity go anywhere else in the world right go to europe go to america fitness is a necessity india is the only place where fitness is a luxury not everyone does it. i don't have the time if i had the time i'll do it anywhere else in the world they get up they cycle to work they jog to work they run they do what they have to it's just part of life yeah and they make time for it i mean it's uh, there is uh, you know and many people for them it's uh, you know as integral to them as maybe having a cup of coffee uh, in the morning right i mean yeah, having a state of health health or uh, health or fitness routine and then having the discipline to carry it for the rest of the day Listen, so i, I live uh, in singapore I sorry I yeah. sorry to cut you off. I I lived in Singapore for 4 years and people went to work out in the afternoon during their lunch hour. It was just part of life. It was just like okay what's the big deal I'm going to work out I'll come back to work. It was part of life. It's only in India where they're like oh no I can't I have to kind of you know work extra or I need to go sit in front of the TV I'm very tired today. So it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Yeah I have also seen it. I used to work in Hong Kong and uh, you know there used to be a pure fit uh, just you know below the office and uh, you can act literally see you know dozens of people at that lunch time taking yeah. the effort and going there i mean it's uh, it's 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 quite prevalent and or, or yeah. for a run for example yeah so moving on you know having listened to you you know listened to you earlier i know that mobility is uh, one of the important aspects that you emphasize in your approach so first of all why is mobility important and then what are the, some of the key ways to improve mobility okay there's i've picked up everything i know about mobility from kelly starrett right i've always said this kelly has been uh, i think people refer to him as my man crush because i'm absolutely obsessed with kelly uh, i kind of follow <laughs> kelly i i have done his courses i've done his certifications uh and the reason was i mean i had shoulder surgery about I think in 2014 or 15 I had shoulder surgery because I hurt myself while playing cricket and my shoulder popped out and ever since then 13 14 
for about six or seven years, I've just been following this one guy and reading his books and doing his stuff. And it really helped my shoulder. My shoulder, my right shoulder now is stronger than my left shoulder because I kind of spent okay. that time rehabbing and doing my work that was required. And and Kelly was a big proponent of mobility for him. He was the guy who was like literally the founder of mobility as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I did his level one and his level two. And and for me, it's it's a uh, mobility is slightly different from stretching. Everyone talks stretching, stretching, stretching. I'm more a I, I'm more a mobility person. I, stretching is just stretching the fascia, and then nothing with it. Mobility is more working on the joints, the tendons, the ligaments, everything, and trying to kind of make sure you are mobile to kind of function. Uh, and you test, retest yourself every single day. Every single time you finish a mobility piece, you test and retest, and you yourself will see a massive change. Uh, and I've seen that. I've seen that over myself for the last six years. And I'm talking from personal experience. Everyone I've kind of worked with, is always knows I'm hooked on mobility. I will always make them do some mobility work. Every challenge we have, there are mobility pieces when we start, there are mobility pieces at the end of the workout, there are mobility pieces at the, uh, on the weekend. I spend at least 15 minutes a day mobilizing myself, irrespective, right? It, a, it works as a massage for me. It just, it's, you know, unfortunately through the pandemic, we've not been able to get massages. Others, I used to get one once a week. Uh, mobility is my way of giving myself a self-massage. And it really helps me sleep. It just opens out the joints, makes me feel a lot better. And I pass out and it's, it's a lot better for me. Uh, in terms of, I think everyone should kind of do it. I think everyone should spend 10 minutes of their day just mobilizing. There are a bunch of mobility exercises. Anyone ever wants to kind of follow anything, I put some stuff up on our page. But otherwise, just follow the ready state. Uh, that's Kelly's page. Um, he does. He puts up everything. He's my favorite person to follow because his page is all about education. It's all about educating the public about what they should be doing. It's not this, let's take our shirt off and show our abs kind of profile. It's not about showing off. It's more about trying to educate people about what the right things to do are. So if anyone listening wants to kind of really learn stuff about mobility, just follow the guy. He's, he's a legend. I'm actually one of, I'm his level two certified mobility coach. Uh, and I and I that's my favorite certification, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And we will uh, link uh, link your resources uh, as well as uh, Kelly's uh, resources in my show notes, so listeners can go and uh, go and check it out. Uh, yeah. uh, so move, moving on, uh, another aspect that you emphasize is on clean eating and not dieting. I mean, a part of it you you know kind of touched upon in, earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what exactly is clean eating, what are the benefits uh, from it? And uh, again, uh, what are the likely challenges uh, somebody is likely to face when they want to adopt clean eating? I, like you said, I'm, I'm not much of a diet person. Right? The word diet itself uh, sends a negative connotation, according to me, to your brain. Right? It's negative. It's like, oh, I have to deprive myself of something. And whether you like it or not, the brain perceives it as a stressor, right? We, they're just, it's stress, it's negative. Uh, I want to send a positive message to the brain. I want to say that I'm going to eat good, real food. And when I say, uh, so let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down to what my principles or what I believe the principles of clean eating are, right? Three very simple points that people need to keep in mind. One is eat real food. Right? What do you mean by real food? Uh, something that has eyes or ears, so meat eaters can eat their meat and their fish. 
or something that's grown off the ground or from the trees. So your fruits and vegetables, right? Simple, uh, real food. Stay away from the processed stuff. Stay away from stuff that comes out of a packet. That's the that's the first okay. thing you see when you walk into a supermarket, right? You see all the processed stuff of the world lying right there in front of you. Uh, there's only one little aisle on the side of the supermarket, that little left side where you see these vegetables and this, you know, these fresh produce. Everything else is just processed, processed, processed. So that's one. Uh, second is incorporate a decent amount of plant-based food in your daily meal. Right. So again, we're going back to vegetables. Uh, I think from a nutrient density perspective. There's nothing that gives you more nutrients than your fruits and your vegetables, and it's it's not me saying this. I think anyone and everyone who has any has done any sort of research on it will tell you that vegetables are good for you. They've got all the nutrients you need. Yes, maybe not the greatest amount of protein, but fine. They have all the other nutrients you need. So fruits and vegetables are a good part, and they should form a decent part of your plate. Uh, and the third thing, and this is where I think most people mess up. Is eat to sustain yourself. Right? Most people today uh, live to eat. Right? I eat to live. Uh, that's the difference between the two. Uh, so you can't get up of a dining table and then say, "Oh, I need to open my pant button," or "Dude, this is too tight. I I need to relax." So that's three very simple principles. I how do I follow the third one? I try not to go for second. I go for one helping. I fill my plate up well. That's it. I'm done. If I don't know how to fill my plate after eating like this for about thirty odd years, then there's something wrong with me. Uh, so Absolutely. sit on a table. Don't sit in front of a TV because that's when we don't realize how much we're eating. Sit in front of a table. Uh, sit with your family or your friends, whoever, and enjoy your meal. Um, we tend to eat when we're working. We tend to eat when we're watching TV or when we're on a laptop, and we don't really realize how much we're eating. Our body before the body actually sends a message to the brain saying, "Dude, we're full." We've already gone way beyond what we're supposed to be eating. So simple principles keep things as simple as possible. I remember this. Um, I was I think it was Kelly or someone who told me it's it's called the KISS principle. Keep it super simple. So uh, keep it simple, what, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Keep, so it. keep it super simple. So. Kiss. It's called K I S S. So keep it super. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, okay. So that's the principle I kind of try to follow as far as food is concerned, as far as training is concerned. Before moving on, I wanted to request uh, all the listeners to please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It will only take you a couple of minutes, but it will help the show enormously and help other listeners to discover the show. So please do take a couple of moments to go and leave a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you are using another app which allows you to leave a comment or a rating or review, like for example Castbox, please do that either. We also request you to please check out the website runfitraj.com, and also if you have any comments or suggestions, to please write to me directly at runningandfitnesswithraj@gmail.com. You can follow all podcast-related updates on Instagram at the handle Running and Fitness with Raj, or on Facebook on the Facebook group Running and Fitness with Raj. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so people who are used to 
you know, uh, not that sort of a lifestyle of clean uh, eating, uh, yeah. uh, let's say, uh, around the three principles that you laid out. Uh, yeah. What are some of the key challenges you at least hear from, hear from your wards when 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 you kind of guide them towards uh, clean eating? Oh. I mean, is it just a mindset change and initial uh, initial difficulty? Because uh, as you correctly said, you know, mo- most of us are virtually inundated with processed food everywhere if, whenever we want to go and pick up food, right? I mean, otherwise, you know, the natural foods or the real foods occupy such a small portion yeah. of uh, any store. Yeah. So what are some of the key difficulties people face? I mean, there, there are so many, right? We're not, unfortunately, we live in a world today where junk food is considered to be good food. Because when I train people, the first thing they say, when can I have the good stuff? I'm like, what is the good stuff? <laughs> the pizzas and the ice cream. I said, that's not the good stuff. That's Unfortunately, that's the, the world we live in. Eat like your parents and your grandparents did. They didn't have these options. Yeah? My mom didn't have these sneaker bars and this and that all over the place. She just had simple home food every single day. She's 78. She goes to court every single day of her life. Right. I mean, Excellent. there's a reason. There's a reason why she is the way she is. My grandmother is 99 years old. She 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 is out of the house more than I am. She eats simple home food. She keeps things simple. Uh, so yeah, there is, and it is difficult. And it I, and I don't blame people. Clean eating today is one of the toughest things to do because society has made it difficult. Right? We have so many options when we go out. You go to a supermarket when you're paying your cash at a supermarket. There are chocolates under your eyes. I mean, how much is the person going to use their willpower? After a point, willpower also gives up, right? Especially when you're new to this. For me, yes, it doesn't make a difference. But you're new to this. It's great. Like everywhere you go, you see options of chocolates and this new thing, healthy desserts, right? Let's have healthy chocolate cake or healthy ice cream. There's nothing. Dessert is dessert. You want to call it healthy for your own satisfaction, go ahead and call it healthy for your own satisfaction. It's dessert. Uh, So you've got to set the right boundaries. Uh, So I think society has made it difficult. And peer pressure. I mean. God for sake, you want to eat clean on one night when you go out with your friends. They make such a big deal about it. They're like, oh, you're out with us and you don't want to eat with us. You don't want to have a drink. What is wrong with you? I'm like, what's the peer pressure for? I've I've, I've basically been pressurized my entire life. My parents, my wife, my family, my friends never understood the way I ate. They still don't. For them, it's like, dude, why? Just come on. It's a piece of cake. What's it going to do? I'm like, but I'm not forcing you to eat the way I am. So why are you forcing me to eat certain things I don't want to eat, right? So peer pressure plays a massive role. I mean, half the people I train, if they were left to themselves, just by themselves, yeah, they'd find it a little difficult for a week, 10 days, but then they'd get over it. But the minute they go out and their friends are like, dude, how can you not have a drink with us? Come on, man. We met after like, especially now with the pandemic, we met after six months, how can you not have a drink with us? So peer pressure is important. The people you surround yourselves with and the people who kind of are constantly in your ear uh that affects people as well so that's a challenge right so society the options available your friends your peers who kind of put pressure on you they're all kind of going to get to you uh leave alone the sugar cravings that you're going to get because every food we have today most foods that come out of a packet have sugar in them in some form or the other correct so, yeah so i mean leave alone trying to get over that hurdle you have 10 other things that are kind of going to come on so you need to surround yourself with people who will help you in the journey. And that's why for us on the challenges, the community is so important because you're on a WhatsApp group with a bunch of people who are going through the same thing as you. So if you ever struggle, you just have to mention it. And that 
20 other people who are there saying, dude, don't worry, you're going to be fine. It's, it's okay. It's doable. Right? So that's important. Uh, but yeah, those, those according to me are the challenges as far as clean eating is concerned. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting the last point you mentioned. I mean, uh, I mean, you started by saying that one of the big hurdles is actually, you know, peer pressure or pressure from friends, etc. But then in your challenges, you have turned that on its head because that, uh, you know, you put together a set of people who are actually supporting you. I mean, it's the exact opposite to, to you know, on, on that journey. So it's, it's so it's so wonderful, really. Uh, now, coming to, you know, the our listeners to this podcast who are, Typically, runners, cyclists, uh, triathletes, uh, among you know, yeah. so they have one, you know, one primary activity, or let's say one or two primary activities. But they also do strength training to supplement uh, or support yeah. their uh, primary interest. Yeah. So, yeah. what is your approach uh, when you uh, when you work with uh, athletes uh, uh, who come to you for augmenting their uh, main area of interest, whether it be running, cycling, or whatever? You've got to you've got to always you know, think out of the box sometimes, uh, according to me. Um, you never never take away someone's primary interest, never take away someone's primary skill or function that they want to work on. I think that is something that you've sure. got to kind of keep continuing trying to build. What you need to do is supplement that as much as possible. So if it's a runner or a cyclist, you've got to work on strength to kind of strengthen their legs, make sure they have enough, uh, enough strength, enough power in their legs to kind of do what they need to do going forward. Uh, so it's just to kind of, accessorize what they have so that you can actually make them better as opposed to kind of affecting what they've been doing in the first place. So for me, it's, it's generally, if you ask me, what would I do with, with a runner? Let's bring a runner into it. Now we've had a bunch of runners who've done a challenge in the past with us. And their main concern was guys, you know, I, I have a marathon coming up. I need to run X amount of kilometers on a daily basis. How do I do this? How am I going to do this with the challenge? What we kind of found out is just by working on their strength, improving their glutes, their hamstrings, their quads, their overall fitness levels, they actually improve their running time by like three or four minutes. And and you being a runner knows that three or four minutes in a, in a marathon is a lot. It's it's not yeah, something absolutely. small. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean yeah. Yeah. if you can totally. shave off three to four minutes from your overall time, then you're doing well. Uh, so for me, that was that that is something that I kind of take pride in because. You know, you you don't have to say that only because if I'm running, I don't need to work on strength. I think you need to work on all aspects. Like I said, it's always holistic. So work on every aspect of your fitness and then your primary aspect will get better automatically. Okay. Uh, so related to this is the question about lifting weights. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it is uh, generally yeah. recommended that especially people who are above the age of 40 or or some threshold, they need to at least do some amount of maintenance uh, weights to just uh, compensate for the you know natural muscle degradation which happens mm-hmm. uh, but more than that uh, uh, what are some of the meaningful benefits that you see uh, by training with uh, actual weights as against body weights or for that matter doing even body weight exercises i think there's nothing wrong with doing body weight exercises to be honest uh, Okay. Don't start. Don't start getting into resistance-based training. When I say resistance, I mean weights. Unless you can yeah. handle your own body weight in the first place. Understood. First thing you need to be able to handle. If you can't do a normal squat without a weight, then you have no business putting a bar on your back with weights on it, right? Understood. Because you're going to hurt yourself. So for me, let's take the pandemic for example. Right? The pandemic came in March. Um, 
no one had time to go to gyms everything was shut i didn't have access to weights for like 3 4 months 5 months i i only did body weight work for 5 months i never thought i would do that like i love my body weight work and i incorporate it into every workout of mine but i never thought i'd do 5 months of only body weight stuff uh and it really helped me it it there's nothing wrong with it you actually realize that you can build a sufficient amount of strength just doing body weight stuff if you can handle body weight stuff and you're good with it and you can you can move properly then resistance training is very very good for you resistance training works in a number of ways uh, it helps you build muscle okay uh, muscle does what muscle means your body needs to work through the day to feed that muscle your metabolism increases as a result you are constantly kind of energetic whether people like it or not i think you release the right amount of endorphins in your body so you're feeling good through the day um and it's an overall feel good factor i i mean for me exercise is and i don't even know whether i should use the word drug but it is the best drug you can give yourself right so uh, resistance or body weight you can choose whatever you want to choose but they are both equally equally good and they're very very good to do so i would do either doesn't i i always love lifting weights but i wouldn't kind of shy away from doing body weight okay uh moving on uh you know uh, can you take us i mean i'm just trying to come yeah. to some of the ment- mental aspects other than the you know just not just the physical side of it and i know that you are a big believer on you uh, know in, in a number of mental aspects uh so can we start with some of the key motivational methods and tools that you incorporate in your various programs and challenges and more broadly with your with people who work with you okay uh So let me get to this. And I tell people this all the time on the challenges, as well as people I train. Motivation, according to me, is the most abused word. Uh, okay. Because everyone, oh, I'm not motivated to work. I'm not motivated to go to the gym. I'm not motivated to do this exercise today. Are you motivated to go to work every single day of your life? You're not. You still show up, right? Why? Because you have to do it. Uh, adopt the same principles with your exercise it's a very simple theory and i said this at the start consistency is what gets you results motivation doesn't get you results discipline gets you results so i i'm more a discipline kind of person and a routine kind of person as opposed to a motivation kind of person so there are days there are weeks when i'm not motivated to go train but it's a routine it's a it's a it's a it's a path that i've kind of created for myself and i want to kind of go achieve it and make sure i hit it every single time for me that's very very important so more than motivation i want people to kind of get disciplined i want people to have a routine so i kind of stress on that more of course i i mean i talk to them as often as i possibly can my coaches talk to them as often as they possibly can to make sure that they're constantly moving and constantly doing things but beyond the point you know no matter how good a motivator you are at some point people will lose that motivation maybe for a day maybe for two days maybe for a week uh that's when discipline comes in and uh, fortunately my parents kind of instilled that in me when i was a very young kid it was all about discipline dedication to what you're doing and keep working on it uh and that's when results kind of happen so for me it's just that simple okay and what are your thoughts on you know overall mental health uh, i mean not just the physical health part of it but the mental health uh, part of uh, things i mean i'm sure that you know in your work with uh, so many people uh, 
one is the you know you emphasize that you know this comparison or looking at the weighing scale and things like that that's that's one aspect which you which you try to de-emphasize yeah. but what are some of the other you know uh, other thoughts that you have i think mental health is very important uh, i think people don't take it as seriously as they should um unfortunately in a country like india uh, mental health is still looked down upon if you're mentally sick you're just not strong enough that's the problem right that's what everyone says to you and i think that's really really sad uh personally i've been through depression uh i have been through it it it's uh, it's not a fun place to be in um it's not something that you can just snap yourself out of and like we take every physical sickness or injury seriously and go to a professional to seek that help i think it's important people in this country realize that it is okay to seek help for mental health okay that's the first thing and that that's the most important thing as far as i'm concerned stop trying to be strong stop trying to pretend that you know things don't bother you we're living in a crazy world right now come on we've been through 9 months of a pandemic sitting at home with no job security for a lot of people it's okay to feel you know anxious or upset or low or depressed or whatever and it's okay to seek help right go to the right professional seek the help you need to seek it's there's nothing wrong with it and i and the only thing i tell people is if someone ever comes to you with a problem like that help them out don't just say are what is there what do you have to be upset about you know i heard that a lot when i was kind of going through my problems but you're doing so well you're going to be partner in a law firm what are you so upset about what is there for you to be depressed about said you know i don't have any control over this it's not something that i kind of you know just manifest on myself it happens and and you've got to learn how to deal with it so mental health is a very very important aspect as far as i am concerned and it's a very important aspect of health and wellness and fitness as far as i'm so it's important that you kind of seek the right help and always go to a professional don't 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 kind of rely on just a random i mean it's always good to talk to people but it's always good to kind of go to a professional and get the help that you need to get okay uh now uh, coming to uh, you know some of the recommendations this is a question which i i ask all my guests uh, yeah. uh, i know that uh, you know you obviously read a lot and you know follow follow people and you are a, a apart from being a big practitioner and coach when it comes to health and fitness you are also a big student of it so can you for the listeners point to some of your favorite books uh websites blogs podcasts youtube channels i mean obviously you mentioned about kelly so that's one of them but uh if you can share a few more that will be very helpful sure the, the i mean there are so many uh first thing in any profession i think you're always a student you're never you're never the the master of it if you think you're the master of it you're done your your days are kind of numbered as far as i'm concerned So I learned from everyone. I learned from a I used I actually learned from a 17-year-old intern I had last year, but he was a professional gymnast in his school days. And I don't take wow. and I'm I'm not ashamed of saying that a 17-year-old was teaching me things. There's no shame in that. Uh as far as people I follow and people I kind of look up to and stuff I read, to me my bible or something I've always kind of read is Becoming a Supple Leopard. It's a book by Kelly Starrett. I mean that book saved my shoulder it it helped me as far as my shoulder surgery was concerned apart from my physio who was really really good I mean I owe a lot to Chandan Chandan Podar she was my physio at the Reliance Hospital she was brilliant but Kelly was the guy who kind of I kept doing his work so becoming a supple supple leopard is one 
uh, Kelly, like I said, and the Ready State, which is his uh, Instagram page as well as his YouTube page. He puts up a lot of good content about mobility, about exercises, about various topics. It's not one thing. He's also got a really good podcast called The Ready State. So that's something that I listen to quite often. Uh, there's a guy called Ben Bergeron. He is one of the top CrossFit coaches in the world. Uh, he's trained a number of CrossFit athletes who have won the CrossFit Games. Uh, he is someone I kind of follow. And uh, his his podcast, I think it's called Comp Train. Or I don't remember. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. But it's, it's, again, something that's really, really good. And I love listening to it. Um, Darulk, um, he is someone that I follow a lot. He's, he's someone I've learned from. Again, I've done his courses, his workshop series. I've had the pleasure of kind of working with him with five people on Zoom, which I think was as good as working one-on-one with the person. Uh, and he's brilliant. He's amazing to kind of learn from as well. A lot of the the raw functional work that I do, I learned from him. Uh, no one was doing it here in India, at least not in Bombay that I knew of till I kind of learned it and picked it up from him. Uh, thanks to him, I did a one-mile bear crawl on the roads of Mumbai. Not fun. <laughs> uh, uh, and when I told him I did it, he said, Okay, great. I did ten kilometers. Like, go beat that. So, <laughs> so that that was that was fun. Uh, Edo Portal. Uh, I did an internship with him. I did his internship series in uh, about a year or two years back. Again, some great content on his Instagram page. Uh, all about movement. All about using your body and making the most of it. Uh, another person I kind of look up to and 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 follow and watch. Uh, Anyone else I can think of? No, these guys are these guys for me are these guys for me are just brilliant. I mean, I I I'm happy to call myself their student and and learn from them. Excellent. Okay, that's quite a comprehensive list, and I will uh, put uh, put up the links uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, and if uh, listeners want to get in touch with you for uh, you know professional advice, what's the best way to contact you? I mean, basically, what are your uh, what what is the best way and your social media handles? So we've got we've got Instagram, which is at the rate sofit official, uh, s o h f i t official. Uh, they can email us on info at sofit dot com, which is i n f o at the rate s o h f i t dot com, and uh, we have our number put up on the in on the Instagram page as well. So there's enough ways for them to kind of get in touch, and I'm happy to help anyone who wants my help. Okay, sure, and I will again. I will include uh, the contact details as well uh, in the in the show notes. So, thank you so much, uh, Sorab. This has been extremely, extremely helpful. Thank uh, you. Rod. You are uh, you know some somewhat of a different kind of a guest that we have on the show uh, because predominantly we have uh, athletes, coaches who are more focused on a sport. So, it's wonderful to have somebody. Uh, somebody like you who you know who works with uh, people uh, across sports or people who are primarily doing uh, you know the work with you so it's it's really great and uh, thanks for all the insights and thanks for all the material that you share uh, on the sofit page because even for people like me who don't necessarily work with you it's uh, you know it's a, it's a treasure trove of good information and high quality information so thank you so much for that and uh, really thank really appreciate so thank you thank you thank so much raj Thank you very much to all the listeners. 
please check out the podcast website runfitraj.com that is r u n f i t r a j.com it has all the podcasts it has all the show notes and there is a very useful search function as well you can reach out to me on my social media handles which are running and fitness with raj on both instagram and facebook and you can also email me on running and fitness with raj at gmail.com please let me know if you have any questions or specific guests you would like to see on the show I also request you all again to please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Please also leave a review on iTunes as it will help enormously to grow the show. We will continue to bring you exciting and interesting guests and give specific and actionable advice. Stay safe, stay healthy until the next show. Goodbye.